What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow Podcast. It's your boy, ex-NFLer turned yogi, Eben Britton. It's excellent to be with you guys on this magnificent day we have before us. I hope this finds you living in your highest greatness. So we need you. Your life should transcend all methods, all concepts. It should not be about the Gucci belt, the BMW, the house, the car. Your life is not about that. Your life is not a brand. Your life is not a label. Your life is an, is not about any one thing. You are the universe and nature in manifestation, in motion, and you should honor the blessing of it to experience all of it. That is an excerpt from A Life Worth Dying For, a book I put together with my brother, Augustus Britton. That is available now on Amazon.com. You can also check out A Life Worth Dying For merchandise on HigherPowerWorkshop.com. Check it out. All of that is in the show notes. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, tote bags, all kinds of fun stuff to inspire you and your community. It's good stuff. It's a lot of fun putting all this together. I have to say, what an experience. What a ride. Um, so check it out. If it calls to you, love it. If you dug the clothing, you bought a t-shirt or a hoodie, snapped a picture of it, tagged me on Instagram. Would love to see that. Um, other than that, guys, come join the power tribe, patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain, get bonus ebb and flow content, guided meditations, yoga flows, breathing exercises, all the good stuff. We're also doing group sessions live on zoom. That's a lot of fun. Did one today, breath work and yoga Had a ball. Love connecting with you guys. Also available on Patreon, Ebb and Flow Coaching Sessions. These are one-on-one, one-hour sessions each month. There's limited availability. So check that out if it calls to you. Would love to connect with you. So this episode of the Ebb and Flow Podcast, uh, before I get into that, all of that stuff will be available in the show notes. Just a link, just a click and a link away. So, you can find it there. This episode of the Ebb and Flow Podcast, Born Free. My brother Gus and I are exploring contemporary issues once again. It's a very weird time. It's a very weird time. The only way we're going to get through it is with an open heart and an open mind. Breathing all the way through. So strap on your seatbelts. It's going to be funny. Might be a little, I don't know what you're going to feel, but we're going to have some fun. So until next time, y'all enjoy this episode. Have an epic rest of your day. Lots of love to all of you. And I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source, the key of imagination, your admission 
access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. What's up, everybody? We're back in the saddle. It's the Ebb and Flow podcast. I'm your host, Evan Britton, joined by my brother. Hey, the Ebb and Flow. <laughs> We're here. There he is, Gus. We're back again. You guys have no idea, man. You're getting a little taste here and there, but man, Gus and I, fucking Brooklyn. A lot of intense times, dude. Yeah. We got to see how um see how intense we get on this pod. <laughs> see how weird it gets. There's a lot to uh Is everybody get, Did everybody get their uh souvenir cowboy hat? <laughs> off Amazon? Did you get your cowboy hat? I got mine. I got an email. It's coming. Yeah. Bezos sent out the the email blast. How does everybody feel about that? Like, did that help us? I don't really get it. Did that do something for America? I'm, Dude. I don't, I don't understand. What is going on, man? Am I supposed to live on Mars now? I have no, Eb, I have no real <laughs> idea what I'm supposed to be doing in this world anymore. I, I have no idea. Am I supposed to, keep... to be a celebrity? Am I supposed <laughs> to be a fucking politician? Am I... I mean, a billionaire. I, I just don't know. A marketplace, a brand. You just got to keep writing, dude. Keep observing yeah. it. Keep writing it. Documenting it. A hundred years from now, people are going to find your writing and they're going to go, "Fuck! What a time! Look at what these baboons were doing." Maybe Jeff Bezos getting off the sh- the fucking capsule with the cowboy hat on was one of the most (laughs) absurdly repulsive things I've ever seen. First of all, let me say this. I don't really care. You've made the money. You've done the thing. Great. You want to go to space to fulfill some childhood dream. Awesome, dude. Great. Do it. I don't, you know, I got no gripes with that. But just this whole thing, good God. And then he's thanking the Amazon workers who are making 29 grand a year have to piss in pots and bottles during work because they can't get time off. It's just can barely go home and feed their family, pay for help. Like what? What in the fuck? Who's celebrating it? Is somebody celebrating it other than Jeff getting off with his cowboy hat? Feeling like Bruce Willis and Armageddon? I don't think anybody is, actually. Like, is anybody, like, stoked with Jeff about that? Well, what was the point? What was the goal? I guess to say that he could do it or to privatize space travel. Like, space tourism. Like, what? Guys. What are we doing? 
You guys can have it. If you're interested in that, go do it. I'll be right here on Earth. I'm not going anywhere. Again, we haven't even figured out how to live here. Yeah, that's We're one of the biggest go to space. issues. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because isn't this the ultimate? This is the ultimate spiritual conundrum being manifested. Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Okay, so the earth is fucking is on its way out, right? The end of the earth is on its way, right? Yeah. Oh, so we're going to go to space and and fu- what, do, what what are we going to do? Well, we're going to find peace and we're going to find happiness up there. You're not fucking happy right here. At this rate, he better hurry up. I mean, build the fucking 7-Eleven in the hotel on Mars. You better hurry up, brother. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not going. Also, I have no interest in going to space. I love planet Earth. I'll be here. Y'all can go do also that. just a sort of, you know, how is it cultural knowledge that he makes more money than everybody on Earth and is paying less taxes? How is that getting by and how, is getting away with? How do we know that and nothing's being done about it? Like, am I missing something? Is it is it actually okay? Is he actually contributing? I, I don't know. He gave $100 million to Van Jones. God knows what Van's going to do. He gave $100 million to Jose Andres. Jose Andres makes amazing potato chips. I've had them. <laughs> He also Jose Andres is actually like an incredible chef who does do a lot of great work with feeding uh, people in need. I don't know what Van's going to do, but other than that, a hundred million dollars of two hundred and forty billion, and at the rate that he makes money, is like one millionth of his wealth. You know, with a billion dollars, you could reinvigorate the Amazon rainforest. You could. You could do a lot. I don't know. It 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 is a magnificent. Is that how we're kicking this podcast off? I suppose let's just get it out of our system. Yep. It's a magnificent manifestation of the absurdity that is life in 2021. If you didn't already know. We were living in the zoo circus called humanity on planet Earth in the year 2021. That was yet another example of how fucking weird and absurd it has gotten. It's absurd. It's completely absurd to even... to even try to wrap your head around coming out of a pandemic let's just take it on the surface pandemic right coronavirus just wreaking havoc on the planet right millions millions maybe billions of people completely out of work destitute struggling like we haven't seen in contemporary society perhaps since the great depression this motherfucker is flying to space 
and we're talking about it like it's some kind of accomplishment. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a fucking masturbation is what it is. It's a fucking jack-off session that we all just wa- witnessed and got splooged on. I mean, it's interesting because before we were on here, you know, on the masturbation idea, um, to me, it's we've just reached the the peak of indulgence. We've yeah. just reached the peak of indulgence. Yeah. And it's so funny that the ship is shaped, shaped like a cock. Yeah, it's like a big You're ass trying dick. to fuck the... You're trying to, like, fuck, fuck the, the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Isn't that, so, isn't that so odd? That's what it is. It's like the peak, like, you can't fuck. It's so dumb looking. There's no, there's no more, there's no more desperate fuck you're trying to get. You know? Totally. And dude. the thing's shaped like a dick. Looks like a giant How dildo. interesting. What's it called? Blue Horizon or something? New shit? Shepherd. New Shepherd. Yeah, that's what he's called. Something like that. Oh. How do we step back and look at it from an enlightened perspective, from a from a universal compassionate perspective? Is this the most compassionate perspective? Like pointing out the hypocrisy of how absurd it is? Like, because are are we just complain? Like, are we just? But but like, what, what we're saying said, is Gus. really is really necessary. What you I mean, just said with what the indulgence. Yeah, the self indulgence has gotten to such a yeah insanely absurd level. This is what happens at the end of every civilization, dude. Yeah, this is what it is for us. They're talking about space travel, bro. Who is guys like go? If you want to go, go. I am not. I have no interest in that. I literally have zero interest in going to space. You know, it's like we were talking about the other day about when I was over here for your party. We mentioned it in passing about is this just the era of reining it in? Have we just reached this thing where there's this almost this like war between indulgence and asceticism? I don't know if war is the right word, but like Well, it it is turning into Because that, I'm isn't it? I'm at this place now where like where I've been having this kind of meditative question of do I do I really need to conquer the world? Does the world need more does this earth need more world conquerors? You, you know? Yeah. And you had said you thought about that. You thought about that concept of, um, I don't know, are we just supposed to return to the cave? Because then, like, you know, Nick was talking about how weird it is flying, how it's, like, turning into the fifth element, and it's just, like, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in an odd place of how do I want to participate in this world? I mean, you you brought up the solution of don't let it slip into your psychological or spiritual framework at all. But, you know, for instance, we're getting on this podcast to talk about things. I mean, we're there's things to discuss and people come to this podcast to listen to you and get a perspective. Yeah. and, And other podcasts, too. And it's like. How do we go, you know, 
because people are fe- I think I believe people are really feeling this. It's inevitable to feel this shit. I'm meeting more and more people who I feel like whether they know how to articulate it or not feel this stuff. Like dude, I feel overwhelmed. I feel fucking overwhelmed. Maybe this is me. I don't want to project this onto this show and you know, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I think everybody feels insanely overwhelmed, which brings me to that other thing I said to you. I was driving home. I was driving to this meeting earlier. And I've had this really interesting experience where I'll get so lost in my trip, in my thing, so high, so in love with what I'm doing. That I'll completely forget about where we are right now. And by we, I mean the collective humanity in space and time in the year 2021, particularly in Los Angeles, California. COVID, all this shit. I'll get so lost in it and I'll completely forget about everything. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, dropped back into the center of it and it's beautiful ramdas talks about the beauty and the the gift of forgetting and remembering because when you're able to forget and completely detach from things concepts situations environments yourself and then you remember you come in with a totally new perspective a more expanded more more aware perspective of the thing, whatever it might be. So I'll completely forget and I'll come back and I'll go, man, how fucking sick and twisted is it that we have these, these governments and institutions making mandates and putting restrictions on human life? It's so fucking sick and twisted. And and coming out of a completely false paradigm. You know, we just sort of you you had a quote, I forget the quote, but it's but we get into the stream of of experience and things we just start to we take it all for granted to such an extent that it's like oh oh yeah okay i guess we'll all just wear masks now oh oh yeah okay can't go anywhere without a mask oh okay yeah yeah businesses need to be shut down okay yeah yeah that i guess that's for the greater good okay cool cool meanwhile it's like the public health department Does anyone know what they have ever done aside from when COVID hit? Did they do anything? We have fucking mental illness pandemics. We have fucking obesity pandemics. We have drug addiction. We've got food in schools that is literally killing our children, giving kids diabetes Not one fucking word from the public death department. 
Then they show up in COVID and they start harassing businesses about what they can and can't do. It's fucking disgusting. Well, so then the other thing is like, so take it on its face value, right? We're in this pandemic. There's this virus wreaking havoc on the, on the world, whatever. Okay. I mean, I'm still waiting to see the, all the, everybody in New York city is saying how there's piles and piles of dead bodies in the streets. I'm still waiting to see those photographs. Oh, well, that would be too morbid and grotesque. Oh, really? Because our news is so clean. Our news is so against morbidity and death and blood and and murder that that's that's way below our mainstream media culture shit to show pictures of body bags piling up in the streets. I'm still waiting to see that. Yeah. But so we have this pandemic, which is already stressful enough. Yeah. Can you just move that, Gus, because it might burn a little hole in that thing. That's already stressful enough. Now you have a government come in and start telling people what they can and can't do and how to move and how to live their life. Adding, it's like throwing gasoline on a fucking bonfire. Like, what are we doing? I mean, check. I think what this, the fuck are we doing? I think this is worth. I think this is worth bringing up, and you know, so you, so I'm on Instagram the other day. I go on, you know, the scroll page. CNN comes up. It's the they've got a slideshow of the five reasons, uh, or like five instances of excuses as to why not getting a vaccine don't work and like each slide is like you know a quote unquote excuse somebody would give as to why they don't want to get the vaccine you know i'm young and healthy and then it does these bullet points well you know even if you're young and healthy you can get it and give it and blah 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 the the main thing that was most fascinating to me and you know, I know we are conscious of not increasing paranoia, but this actually increases faith to me. If you look at the comments, there's more comments of the public, of the people commenting, saying this is bullshit, saying almost certain evidence or statistics. It's like almost certain doesn't cut it or, you know, that's a hard no for me, or I'm not interested in this. No, thank you. Or when did CNN become a drug pusher as opposed to a news outlet? Right. You know, it's like, so what's really going on here? Because if we listen to the forum, if we look at it from like a Roman perspective, if we're in a, in a forum, there's the fucking people, you know, throwing bread and meat you know, around the crowd saying, no, no, this isn't working. Meanwhile, you've got people up in the forum going, no, you got to do this thing. So like, you know, there's the kind of obvious thought we had. Well, okay, CNN is bought by pharmaceutical, by the, by the big industries, you know, or they're just completely paranoid or both. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know, why is there no space 
for somebody that's not interested in getting the vaccine or somebody that's interested in the vaccine. I mean, it's like we were just saying before the podcast. Are we just trying to usher ourselves into slavedom? Are we just, we're just willingly, willingly uh, throwing ourselves into the fire? I mean, it's absurd. Yeah. You know, it's amazing to me how, once again, it's not even about the vaccine, dude. Like, they've literally turned this, they've created another issue to divide people on. Because they're saying how, if you don't get the vaccine, you're an enemy of the state. And if you do, you're a good person. And now, you're creating this divide in people. When at the end of the day, dude, you need to make a decision that's right for you. That's nobody's fucking business, period. Because at the end of the day, man, the only thing that matters is that we're fucking working together as one population, as one humanity. Because that's the only way we're going to move through any of this shit. There's no more. We can't have any, you know. Meanwhile, you can you can still get COVID after you get the vaccine. I mean, none of it makes sense. Very little of this makes any any sense. None of it makes sense. We're trying to make the irrational rational. Ready for this? Vivekananda. Freedom is never to be reached by the weak. Throw away all weakness. Tell your body that it is strong. Tell your mind that it is strong and have unbounded faith and hope in yourself. One who leans on somebody cannot serve the God of truth. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's just like, what is the point of all this? We've got the fucking White House press secretary talking about they're working with big tech companies to censor people of not of from sharing mis quote unquote misinformation. Who has the information? Who has the the correct information? Well, who gets to decide who has the correct information? Yeah. Because the only progress that's ever been made is through dialogue and discussion and looking at all the information available. Corporations don't really get, as far as I can tell throughout history, corporations don't get to decide what's real information and what's misinformation. Yeah. Well, they are now. I mean, back to Bezos, he owns the Washington Post. So good luck with that. I mean, William Randolph Hearst killed marijuana because he owned the newspaper. I mean, it's a great point, dude. you know, but but to your to that quote right there, um, the more I read the spiritual masters at the end of the day, you have to take responsibility for your own soul. And you That's made it. you made an amazing, you know, thought the other day about the the powers that be the government is like the alcoholic parent. Mm, it's yeah. like the and and like to that point of taking responsibility, we have you know, the weak person does not want to take responsibility. 
You want to eternally infantilize yourself. You want to eternally keep yourself as a child and put the responsibility on somebody else. And in this point, we've we've given the responsibility over to the government. Absolutely, dude. Re- check this. The greatest sin is to think yourself weak. No one is greater. Realize you are Brahma. Nothing has power except what you give it. We are beyond the sun, the stars, the universe. Teach the godhood of man. Deny evil. Create none. Stand up and say, I am the master, the master of all. We forge the chain and we alone can break it. I mean, there's so many people that would listen to this and think we've just, you know, lost. What do you mean? Trust the government. What do you mean? You know, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Going back to the beginning of this podcast, Gus, I mean, you and I, we, which I think is always an interesting critique of the show, of the shows that you and I do together because we're brothers and because we can find ourselves in this sort of echo chamber. But like, why do we think the way we do about the world? And other people who we highly respect or whatever, highly respect, hold in high regard, really appreciate, just think completely opposite. Like, what is the difference? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. We have yoga in our lives. We have real yoga in our lives. We have real space in our lives. You know, I'm reading this Chogyam Trungpa book and he's talking about compassion. He's talking about prajna, which is knowledge. Compassion is about having a gap. It's about having enough space. You know, compassion, he talks about how ruthless real compassion is. Mm. It's not this bullshit, let me take care of you. It's like, no, compassion is about honoring the total truth of the nowness. And that's maybe like a side note, but I believe we have yoga in our life. For instance, I go to get coffee with a friend the other day. This is somebody that I believe is very intellectually evolved. This is a very smart person. This is a psychologist. And um, we're, we're walking out of somewhere and we have masks on because we had to inside. Of course, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, they don't fucking let you in if you, you know. So we go outside. We take the masks off. He says, he says, oh, God, I hate anti-vaxxers. <laughs> and, it, you know, I have enough space. I've, div- I've cultivated enough of a witness in me 
to where through my meditation practice to where I don't respond. I just take it in. And my kind of immediate reaction was, I would never say that. I would never be so naive, be so myopic to say that because I don't give a fuck if you want the vaccine or you don't want the vaccine. I just respect you as a soul. And whatever your soul wants is fine. Mm. Don't put your soul shit, your spiritual trash, onto me. But is that spirit? To me, that's that whole thing is you're trapped in. You, you've succumbed to a trap of the mental plane. That has nothing yes. to do with spirituality. That has nothing yeah. to do with anything in spirit. Because in spirit, it's all. Yeah. Here. Yeah, I just wanted to say spiritual trash. No, no, I get what you're saying. For some reason. I get what you're no, saying. you're exactly right, dude. That's you're your not... mental shit. Well, that's, that's your mental trash. Yeah, that's why I say that word myopic and naive. It's yeah. it's very it's very just your lens is very small. And to me, see see that's the thing that I'm coming around to about this echo chamber that you talk about that people have brought up to us like particularly when they read a, a life worth dying for and this is only a few people this yeah, isn't yeah, a lot yeah. of people yeah. where they say you know you guys are kind of saying the same thing well yeah because I believe we're saying what's true which isn't based in any sort of I'm right you're wrong right because we don't say on this podcast, you shouldn't get a vaccine. Right. I don't care either way, and I believe you're the same way. Yeah. We don't care either way if you get the vaccine. Just don't start telling me or caring whether or not I get the vaccine or not. There's a big dip. There's a difference there. There's a. Yeah. There's a. Um. You yeah. Know, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, exactly. Like because we haven't really unpacked this thing that you're bringing up about the kind of. Well, to your point about. The friend who we both hold in high regard, who's very in, highly intellectual, intelligent human being, sensitive human being, to say something like that, it shows how caught in this manifested division trap you are because you're looking at the world and going oh that's a good person that's a bad person yes right i love what you said gus about space because that's really it isn't it that's that's detachment because if you're right there and you're in you're just totally immersed in something mm -hmm. you can't see the forest through the trees yeah you don't know what's real, what's not. You don't know what's you, what's not. You don't know right. fucking what's true, what's false. Because there's no space. You can't even see anything. Yeah. But when you've... I would venture to say that most of this, it, it isn't even our doing, Gus. You know, it's like how we were raised, the people who raised us, the things that we've just organically fallen into yoga, meditation, the things that have cosmically, you know, the universal, the divine mother has just nursed us in this way of being. Mm -hmm. 
where it's like I'm not too quick to judge. Yeah. Ever. Like I'm not you know, people come in and they might not be a good person to like spend time with. But I need to take a moment because I don't really judge someone by the first five minutes I get to meet them. Because mm-hmm. most people, when you meet them for the first time, they're super closed off. And you don't really get to see the true version of who that human being is until you've broken bread with them, eaten a meal with them, spent a little bit of time, done a road trip or something with them. And then you really get to see who a human being is. Yeah. Um, also, you know. I don't know. Is well, any of no, this making too, sense? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, if, I mean, sure. I mean, it's probably not. <laughs> and it is. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, we have developed, we have developed a non-dual practice, you know. When you say something like, I hate this and that, you are creating a duality. It's us right. versus them. That's the whole that's the whole trap of this of the gender play, of the race play, of all the different plays, of the fucking diet play. You're creating more traps of duality. Yeah. You're creating more us versus them traps. He's anti-vaccine. They're vaccine. I'm fucking this. I'm that. You're just creating more fucking division. And it doesn't work. And when you're a yogi, you're playing in a non-dual universe. You know, so it's it's not us versus them. It's just it's just us. It's we. Now that doesn't mean there's different people can't have different feelings. But also to your point of you know, whether we've been dropped into this and, you know, um, Trungpa also talks about it's we work at this, dude. Let, let's not get Definitely. let's not get it twisted. We don't <laughs> just fucking well, I'm looking at the fucking stack of books behind you. You know, I'm looking at the fucking shit that you do every day, you know, and the shit that I do. This takes work. You know, Trungpa, yeah. Trungpa talks about like. In order to recognize emptiness as form and form as emptiness and all that stuff, you have to do a tremendous amount of spiritual work and meditative practices to get to that place. You True. don't just it's it and he talks about kind of how dangerous it is to just think you're there already. Right. That's the sort of paradox I'm finding in the book of oh, yeah. of cutting of his book Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism where the moment you think you figured it out, you've, you're fucked. Yeah, his book, his book, like shows you that there's like a paradox within the paradox within the paradox, you know. And then he talks about how this spontaneous enlightenment deal, it invariably comes about when you're just completely exhausted, <laughs> when you've just given up. You know, there's all these there's all these spiritual stories about the Zen master basically exhausting their disciple mm. like saying i need you to build the house the guy builds the house he says tear it down <laughs> you know and this go this goes to the fact of how dedicated the disciple is You're right so, so then he says build it again the, the disciple's like okay he builds it he says tear it down <laughs> and then by you know by fucking six years 
The disciples just fucking trashed. He's, over He's like, it. man, I can't. I give up. I'm done. I give up. And then he slaps him across the face with a sandal. And then he fucking, in, then he gets enlightened. Like that happened to, uh, I don't know if it was Naropa or one of the, one of the very, you know, famous um, spiritual teachers. But, you know, so we're doing the work to, to have these kind of uh, revelations and continuous um, realizations, you know. Absolutely. I don't, did you say it on the podcast or did you say it before? You were saying something about how we were saying like, you, you know, how Ramdas was saying, I'm either an anachronism of the 60s that can't just go to bed right, or, I'm on, or, or I'm on the edge of spiritual enlightenment. And does it even matter anymore? Right. And you said, well, if you're living in the kind of material plane, you don't even know that that opportunity exists. You're just kind of. Yeah, flowing through the stream, but you're not drowning. You're like drowning, but you just can't drown yet. Well, because your whole life is identified in what you do. Right. Yeah. So it's it's either that or you're completely lost in you're lost in the bhava of not knowing even what it is you do anymore and if it even matters. Yeah. Throwing fire today, dude. Throwing throwing serious fire. It's all coming to a head, man. I don't know how you could argue otherwise. Yeah. Bezos getting off the capsule and the cowboy hat, slapping hands, stoked on life. <laughs> the absurdity... The multi-dimensional absurdity of that whole thing. The government working with big technology companies to censor and deplatform people for spreading quote-unquote misinformation. Deemed misinformation by who? Complete violation of the First Amendment. You know, I, I did that post on the 4th of July. Did we talk about it? I don't think no. so. No. When I was younger, I didn't really fully grasp the magnificence of America mm -hmm. because the history of the country you know I don't know I, I didn't know what to grasp onto as far as where my pride and my patriotism where does that lie like what what am I what do I hold in my heart as being really sacred about this place that I was born into but that has completely changed that has completely changed since the ancient philosophers the ancient Greeks sailed to the Americas long before Columbus 
Sometime during the Bronze Age, another group came to America. And they were so awestruck by what they found, they called this place the Blessed Land. It had an energy. It had a something completely intangible about it that was unlike any other place in the world. And when this place was created and settled... Say whatever you want. Yes, many mistakes were made. Many mistakes were made. Lots of blood was shed. Unfortunately, in the grand scheme, when you look at the the evolution of humanity and human progress, it is impossible for progress to be made without certain people being torn asunder in the wake of progression. Talking about Native Americans, all that stuff. African American, Africans, obviously. But that being said, man, America, the ancient philosophers talked about it. America, its destiny is to be the beacon of spiritual freedom. Perhaps in the universe. For all we know. Definitely on this planet. Yeah. And what does that mean? They said it in there. The guys who fucking wrote up the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, these motherfuckers, they were tapped the fuck in to ancient alchemical principles. Principles, truth, Principles of truth of the structure of the universe. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Freedom is not something that is designated through any document. You have a God-given right to be free. Man, woman, child, human being. You were born to be free. That's what America was built on. And here we are in 2021 and people just have no concept of that. Because we're 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 given this fucking this totally manufactured bill of goods about what this country is and what it represents. I don't know about you, but that hits me in the fucking chest. That makes my heart sing. That makes my fucking soul come alive. This place is about fucking total freedom. That was the crystallized vision of what this country would represent, what this land would represent in the world as a beacon of fucking freedom. And I said initially spiritual freedom, but what is that? That's just truly freedom. Yes, there are moral pillars that we must stand by. Do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. You know, the golden principle. Do no harm. I mean, like... 
But people are so fucking comfortable and they've become weak. We've become so fucking weak that we're allowing ourselves to just be steamrolled. Yeah, casualties of comfort. It's it's an Ouroboros. The comfort has eaten itself. I mean, there definitely is something to... We've talked about this. I don't know if we've said it on a podcast. There's something about the energy or the karma of America. I mean, it's like the guru I I interviewed and you've interviewed. Well, actually, guru, I don't know if that's his... I don't know, spiritual friend that we both interviewed that said, if America wears... You know, we said, why why are you coming here? Sad guru? Yeah, why are you coming here to teach uh, yoga? He said, well, in America, if, you know, in America, if you wear blue jeans, the whole world wears blue jeans. Like, there's something to be said about that. For yeah. whatever reason. I mean, yeah. this this place feels like a, a flagpole of where things kind of emanate out of or emanate toward for whatever reason. But I mean, I don't know, Eb. I don't know what the answer is of how did we get farther and farther away from that. I feel like it's, it to me, it's some sort of capitalist paradox where we thought we thought we were, we thought we were getting more free with stuff, but it turned on us. It ate its tail, and now it's created less freedom. You know, it's like original sin. It's like biting the, it's like biting the apple. We didn't, we didn't know, and it's not. And now it's it's revealing itself now that it's just not working. You know. Mm. But I mean, I, I, you know. It may, there may be zero sense to it because, you know, Ramdas was talking about how he would go to India, you know, in America, he would go to cities and everybody in the city wanted to live in the country. Then he'd go to India and he'd see extremely poor people living in the country and they'd be dreaming about living in the city. So like, is there a fucking... Or, or, or are neither of those people spiritually enlightened and aware at all and they're both lost and they both can't live in either place because they're so not centered in themselves? Well, either one has been, both sides has been gifted with their spiritual obstacle course Mm -hmm. how can i in the midst of the chaos of the city how can i find the peace and the quietness of the country in myself in the midst of the hyper-paced capitalistic material realm how do i slow it all down so that i can be in the moment completely present at all times 
If I'm out in the country, how do I plant myself in my feet where I am to appreciate the peace and the quietness of the countryside without dreaming of the excitement of the city? No matter where you are, you've been gifted. You've been gifted with your work to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't require anything special. Literally, every single person has the ability to do anything I just said. Yeah. That doesn't take, you don't have to read a book. You don't have to fucking listen to a guru. You don't have to go to a workshop. You don't have to fucking go to some, you know, week long wellness retreat. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Well, that's wherever you are. There you go. I can get really lost, angry, frustrated, anxious, saddened by the state of the outside world. Mm-hmm. I can feel insanely righteous. Like I want to show everyone the way because everybody's doing it wrong and I have the way and I know what's true and I know what's right. (laughs) And I realize none of that is a worthwhile endeavor. None of that is is worth one moment of my time. More than the sensation that comes up for me to experience. That's something. The sensation that arises whenever something occurs or something happens that sends me into one of those sensations. The sensation itself is super valuable because it shows me something about myself, who I am, underneath it all. What's there? And then I can work with that. But then going out and like standing my ground and saying this and this that has to be done or else I'm not okay. Man, what do, what's the life I want to live? What life do I want to live that makes me feel free and find joy in my heart? All I can do, man, is stand in my truth. It doesn't matter what my perspective is on anything. I'm not trying to prove that to anybody because I realize that proving that to anybody doesn't do any good. does no good in the grand scheme of this thing. All I can do is be the fucking highest, greatest version of myself every single moment And let that light shine out into the world and let that do what it will. Because that's the only way that anything better happens. With strength. With truth. With integrity. They could say whatever the fuck they want, man. The city, the state, the the federal government, whatever. Yeah. 
the media. Say whatever you want to say. Do whatever you're you're going to do it anyway. Because they have their own agendas and ideas about what needs to happen, etc. I'm going to do me. And I'm going to just fucking emanate this fucking ebbness to the utmost until I'm gone. And then we'll do it again next life if I'm not fucking one of the stars next time. What do you think? <laughs> it's beautiful. Just keep making space. That's it, man. Like we've been doing. Keep making space. Mind the gap. They keep building fucking apartment complexes all around LA. I'm trying to figure out who's moving into all these places. Yeah, me too. It's mind-blowing. I have no fucking clue. There's like six vacant apartment complexes in a one square mile radius over here over here vacant yeah. nobody in, who the fuck is moving into these places they keep building them people barely have a pot to piss in i have no idea <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other thing yeah i have no clue brother i have no clue Can we but, put the guns down? Can we put the fucking, the proverbial guns? Like, Not if there's no space. Yeah. I don't know. I, nobody's holding space in the White House. You know, we're just buying aviators and fucking Navy suits and pretending we're fucking Top Gun. <laughs> you know, and fucking, you know, saying we know what we're fucking doing. It's like, dude... <laughs> Can we offer a meditation class to the country? Like, wh- how about if we like took a day out of the fucking year and gave everybody a thousand dollars and you had to meditate for for an hour? Right? But you know, should give everybody in politics. It should be required to take to LSD, do a, yeah, to or do a, a psychedelic experience. Should be required to yeah. get in that job. Should be. Or or uh, meditate. I mean, there's no spiritual advisor. I mean, it's just like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. How do you do this podcast when there isn't really anything to say? <laughs> well, that's how, that's the how do you continue? Thing. How do you continue? Because you because I come on here and we can. But you well, I guess that's why you have different guests, right? So you can yeah, get we'll different points of on. views. Points of view. Different points of view, and then we could go topical, you know, we yeah. can get in a specific thing, but it's interesting, man, because most of the time, ninety eight percent of the time to do this podcast, I have to drop into a lower yeah. frequency so that I can speak about things on a certain level. Yeah, it makes sense. I was listening I, to I Ram Dass. That. I feel that. You yeah. know, I was listening to Ram Dass the other uh-huh. day and he was 
talking about how he was talking about the saints in India and the the sadhus and the the cities. Yeah. Who in India they call these guys um, the living dead, right? Because they're bearing the unbearable, mm-hmm. which is that place between everything mm-hmm. and nothing. And Ramdas talked about how he first came into meditation and he was just so enriched. His life became so just delicious and he loved this practice and he was working with this guy. I forget the guy's name, but he's doing his meditation and he'd have these ecstatic experiences of total inner peace. And he'd come to the guy and he'd say, uh, his name was like John something. Oh, Joseph Goldstein. Joseph Goldstein. Yeah. Say, Joseph, I just, I just can't thank you enough. I just can't thank you enough. I'm here and I've just never felt so blissful in all of my life. I've never experienced so much peace in all of my life. And go, uh, Joseph Goldstein. Yeah, he'd be like, "That's really great, man. That's so great. Now just go back to your place and just <laughs> listen to your breath." Yeah, I love that. And he said that. He said that because that thing of being so hung up in the peace and the bliss, you're still caught in the dual perspective. Yeah. Because the peace and the bliss is simply the flip side of the coin of the terror and the anxiety. Right. And the fear. Yeah. Because where there's peace, there will always be the flip side of it. Yeah. And I was thinking that, I was thinking about that from this perspective in the saints, you know, the living dead who are bearing the unbearable in the place of nothingness. Mm-hmm. Totally, just completely clear where they have no experiences of happiness or sadness because they're just right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Always. They've just cleared out everything to be in this completely non-dual perspective. But these guys don't talk. They don't teach. They don't have anything to teach because they're just fucking being. Yeah. Their whole life is their teaching. Right. And I was thinking to myself, you can't really participate. You can't participate in this. Yeah. We can't have this conversation right. about anything here if we're in that place. Yeah. Which is where I like to be, man. Yeah, I know. Most days, you know? Yeah. You Like, I like to be in the nothingness place. That That's a really... This is all really interesting to me that you're saying this because I've felt that when we get on these podcasts, I feel like you and I drop down in, and it's kind of uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's, it, and it's so funny you're, you're putting it into words because I've really felt that I felt like we get kind of gross, you know? 
yeah. in, in the in the opposite of subtle sense. Yes, you have to though. I feel you it's, have so, to. it's so interesting because I felt that when we start going on these fucking you know what's politics, what's this shit, right? Because it doesn't really in in the other plane, it's all bullshit. Yeah, it's completely not. It's complete nonsense. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah, that's really interesting. there's nothing to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I felt that. That's a good recognition. That's a, yeah. But hey, man, we're here to do the dance, and but see, I feel like people, you know, like I wrote this newsletter today, and I don't think anybody understood what I wrote, <laughs> even through the title. <laughs> I don't think anybody got the it. The meditation one. Yeah, I wrote meditation is insignificant, and I went on this riff about. Trungpa talks about how meditation, you know, and it's all a paradox. It's all a paradox because when you say it's insignificant, it's actually the most significant thing. It's all this sort of strange interplay. But it's challenging to express a lot of this stuff to where people, because if if you're not on a certain plane it's easier to drop in planes and 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 converse with lower planes but it's not the same you can't just jump up to a plane and be like hey i'm just going to go sit and talk with fucking yeah. ramakrishna right now that's a much different experience well, you know what no, i mean yeah there's no questions at those pl- at the higher planes yeah so i'm actually having this kind of struggle if you will with my newsletter where i don't even really know what to say anymore (laughs) so i'm just like uh, like yesterday i I was just like i don't know i just gotta kind of just riff on this fucking on this thing just let it be what it is yeah well i suppose it's um you know you just start to see the the absurdity of it all yeah yeah Jeff, Jeff getting off his little capsule with the cowboy hat. Like, seriously? That's hilarious. <laughs> and some people are probably totally immersed in that, going, whoa, look at what we did. Yeah. Or whatever. Or really angry or pissed off. I mean, I'm looking at it going, man, this is... A- this is getting hilarious at this stage. <laughs> the little guy who used to sell books yeah. just got off the fucking space capsule like he's Clint Eastwood with a cowboy hat, fucking slapping hands and like, yeah, like, what are we? We're joking, right? This Me- is a joke. Meanwhile, there's femicide in Honduras and women are being raped every day because the gang violence is so horrific. And, you know, Cuba, you can't eat. You're, you're eating your fucking toenails in Cuba because there's so, so little fucking food. I mean, the hypocrisy, you're so right. The, the divine comedy of it all, the cosmic giggle of it all is just like, it's not even a giggle. I mean, it's like a fucking, it's just a, it's just a raucous laugh now. And even the big tech censorship thing. It's like, oh, okay. 
You're so caught up in your ego and your level of importance. You just think these conversations, so you censor people on your little platform. You think these conversations are just going to stop? Right. Like, is that what you think? Is that your big idea? You're just going to put an end to any counter opinion? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's laughable. It's not going to happen. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, how small-minded are you? You're so caught in your ego. You think that whatever thing you're going to do, you're just going to put an end to it? Well, that's what that's that's when you start talking about is it becoming a fascist company or a, a country or a communist I don't exactly know the differentiation between fascist and communist, but either way a di- a dictator style country because like in China if you say things, you get thrown in prison. You know, it's See, why Ai Weiwei is so is so exceptional as a person. I mean, and there's other ones, but why he's been so particular as an iconoclast in China because he said shit that. But see that in China, uh-huh. that's been hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Right. Of a very specific way of being that has created a institutions where people are willing to throw people in prison for counter opinions. Right. See, in America, we don't have that. I we know. were all born into this idea right. of freedom of speech, yeah. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So that's a much farther leap to make here no i understand but i see what you're saying but we have to be careful because shit can slip shit is also moving at an exponential rate so it could fucking flourish and just before you know it five years down the road you can't fucking say anything but that's where the underground, the black market, it yeah. just gets created. Which has happened in America. I mean, oh, it yeah. happened with McCarthyism. Absolutely. I mean, we... Uh, Prohibition. Yeah. They said you can't... Alcohol's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one followed that. Look at cannabis. Yeah. Cannabis. They fucking demonized it, stigmatized it, made it completely illegal. And yet mm-hmm. somehow, people who really wanted this shit who wanted to grow and and sell it and use it and do all sorts of things, they fucking figured out how to do it. Well, maybe that goes back to your point of the karmic essence or the energetic essence of America as the blessed, as the kind of unshakable blessed land, the unshakable place where freedom reigns. Yes. Let freedom reign. That's in the fucking... uh, is that the declaration or is that the fucking national anthem? Let freedom reign, wherever that is. Um, well, dude, you know, I mean, maybe that's just to that point. I mean, you try it all you want, but hey, guys, this is in our DNA. Exactly. The truth will always reveal itself. And going back to power versus force, you can't manipulate coerce force people into any way of being without inevitably creating resistance to that movement look at dude i mean look at every communist country 
all the people who have come to America, whose families came to America decades ago from communist countries, they all say the same thing. Oh, wait, sorry. It's from uh, my country, Tis of Thee, and it's Let Freedom Ring. Yes. I just needed to. I needed yeah, to let freedom it. ring, dude. But also let freedom reign. Why let not? Let freedom reign. I think that's. R E I G N and R A I N. Why not? And it will. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. I don't know where it's going, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, hopefully we don't all kill each other in the process because <laughs> uh, that's the only thing that is real is will be a tragedy of it all. Well, Bezos will be on Mars, so he's good. He, he'll be chilling with his cowboy hat <laughs> and it wasn't even like a good cowboy hat. It was like a crocodile Dundee. It's funny how, like, how weird how little focused you are on the hat. It was just such a. I'm like, oh, you're the, you really think you're, you're like the space cowboy. It was so hysterical. Yeah, it was an odd move, right? It was just such a pompous, ego-centric Because he's move. like, because he's like never worn a cowboy hat yeah, before. Yeah, never. Never, it was like ever. part of the wardrobe. It yeah. was like, I'm doing the fucking yeah. space launch. Like he brought that. I need a cowboy hat. Yeah, he brought yeah. that so he could wear it when he got off. <laughs> it's hysterical. I don't know what to say anymore, man. Oh, my God. If it's you want to go to space, go. It's a Do beautiful. It. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful and it's a beautiful and horrifying place to be in. Where you don't know what to say anymore. Yeah, for sure, man. It's 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 a beautiful horror. I don't know what to say. I don't have the answers. And you just keep moving through it. Yeah. Just keep meditating, keep breathing. Yeah. Keep doing the stuff. Keep writing. Keep observing. It'll yeah. all work out. Um all right, brother. I appreciate you, as always. I'm going to give a shout-out to all the firefighters out there. I'm going to give a shout-out and a prayer and a blessing to all the firefighters. I um, I appreciate your courage, and, you know, uh, there's some really heavy fires going on, um, and I think they're only going to get heavier, and I've, I'm, I'm leaning on joining the firefighters becoming a smoke jumper i have a i have a friend i play basketball with that's a smoke jumper he was telling me it's just like a really wild um job but either way you know i just want to send you guys some energy i don't even know if any of them are listening but you know who knows fuck yeah dude shout out to those dudes and women, and too. Women. Yeah, because there's women. women that do it also, yeah. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to close it out. God bless all of you guys, by the way. Yeah. God bless all of you. Close it out with Vivekananda, the wave and the ocean. The wave is the same as the ocean, certainly, and yet we know it is a wave. 
and as such different from the ocean. What makes this difference? The name and the form. That is, the idea in the mind and the form. Now, can we think of a waveform as something separate from the ocean? Certainly not. It is always associated with the ocean idea. If the wave subsides, the form vanishes in a moment. And yet the form was not a delusion. So long as the wave existed, the form was there, and you were bound to see the form. This is Maya. The whole of this universe, therefore, is, as it were, a peculiar form. The absolute is that ocean, while you and I and suns and stars and everything else are various waves of that ocean. And what makes the waves different? Only the form, and that form is time, space, and causation, all entirely dependent on the wave. As soon as the wave goes, they vanish. As soon as the individual gives up this maya, it vanishes for him, and he becomes free. The whole struggle is to get rid of this clinging on to time, space, and causation, which are always obstacles in our way. All right, brother. Thank you, brother. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. Check out Gus's newsletter, realitynow.substack.com. Always good shit there the gospel as it were good news love to see you guys on patreon patreon.com forward slash eds britain join the power tribe baby love to see you guys there we've got oh that will have happened already i won't tell you about that but bonus ebb and flow content guided meditations yoga flows breath work routines all kinds of good stuff I'm also offering ebb and flow coaching sessions. Those are one-on-one, one-hour sessions each month. Various packages available. Limited space. So if you're interested, check it out. Lots of love to you guys. Have an excellent rest of your day. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace.